Welcome to the Tim Biscuit Podcast. Before we get on with today's podcast, I just want to say a massive thanks and shout out to our sponsors that are runesilk.com, the Rebird Care Company and Tenga.co.uk. They're a sex toy company. With both these companies, you can get 10% off your first order or orders if you use the code TINBISCUIT at checkout, a capital T, capital B, TINBISCUIT at checkout to receive 10% off your first order or orders. So today's podcast, we're going to talk about cannabis and we have a guest on. Do you want to introduce yourself? Um, Michael Wiley. I'm actually autistic and suffer with Asperger's syndrome and use it for that. Right. Okay. So we'll talk about the pros and cons and have you, but what age did you start using it and how did you become using it? What like made you use it for the first time? Um, I was just obviously young and using it recreationally with my friends. And um, then I got diagnosed and then I was using it basically. I didn't really know it could help you to start with. And then just recently I found out that it can help you with all sorts of things, really. So at what age did you first use it then? Um, I think it was about 12. 12 blimey you're yeah. the young starter <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. so you started using it at 12 at what age was you diagnosed with um autism autism and asperger's asperger's um, about 13 so it like was only a year and then when did you start to find out the use of cannabis was starting to help you about two or three years ago Right. So, so do, do you take any other sort of like drugs to help or like sort of any other no. sort of recreational drugs? When I was younger, I used to um, take Ritalin. Uh-huh. But then as, as I got older, I tried to get on a prescription for it. And they said because I was older than 16, that they weren't able to prescribe me with it anymore. So and that's why I prefer to use cannabis. And that Ritalin was helping you. Was you taking that Ritalin in combination with cannabis at like the time? Yeah, but I wasn't smoking as much. I'm, I smoke daily now. Yeah. So people will say that strong use of cannabis w- would cause schizophrenia, psychosis, and it causes mental health. But like as we know from seeing. Um, especially in Amsterdam and the places like Colorado and California, they've seen no spike in the rise of mental health issues linked to like sort of cannabis. So the doctors, professors are like all in agreement. It doesn't cause it. But if you have got mental health, it can make it worse. But you have to have that mental health issue in the first place. It it doesn't cause it. Um, You say you've been using it every day. So how like many years have you been smoking it every like day um probably about three years three years does it get expensive it can do yeah this is why it needs legalizing because you can legally get it get a prescription and that but it costs a lot of money it's like 500 pounds for your prescription and how much would you get on one prescription of like say 
Would it be seven, oil? It would be gun. 70 grams of flour. You can't, as far as I know, they don't do oil yet because it's still in trial periods. But you can get 70 grams, and I think that has to last a month. And you have to pay £500 for your prescription and then pay for that 70 grams on top of your prescription. So it is quite expensive. Because you would have thought your own prescription would have covered the cost of that 70 grams. So how much is 70 grams with like this prescription? Um, I can't remember because it was a friend. Right. It's not actually me who pays for the prescription. But he, but he gets it. Oh, sort of, she gets it on prescription. Yeah, it's a, a private prescription, you say, for a private doctor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've often thought they should do something like they do in Amsterdam here, where like yeah. you can't smoke it in the streets, but you can smoke it in licensed places, and you can smoke it in your own home. And I think you can grow up to that a couple of plants, so like sort of over there. As where in yeah. America, it's a lot more. You've got your extracts, you've got your oils, you've got your resin. You've got your like gummy bears, you've got your sweets, you've got your candies. As we're in Amsterdam, yeah. you've got cakes, but it's a different process of like making it. So which way would you like to see cannabis go? Would you like to see it go with like the Amsterdam, Rotterdam, the sort of Holland way? Or would you like yeah, it to I go think, more dispensary I think, way? I think over here they're probably more likely to do the go the cannabis clubs route and I'm hoping that they say you can, if you've got a condition, you can grow it at home, like a few plants or something like that. So, because that will save people a lot of money. It would save a lot of money, and I've spoke to a lot of people about this, and like they're saying, if they did legalize it or delegalize it, um, they would put such a big price on it. It'd be probably still cheaper to get it off the streets, but. The good yeah. thing about legalising it and delegalising it is, as you say, if we follow the Amsterdam model, you'll be able to grow ones at home. Yeah. And I think a big part of crime, especially knife crime in the, like the UK, I think a lot of it's got to do with drugs um, and probably cannabis, to be fair. But I just yeah. find it strange why they haven't yet not legalised it or decriminalised it or like whatever you you want to like say because it's never killed anyone directly no one's ever died from smoking wow. too much cannabis where people do overeat people do over smoke lung cancer um diabetes heart like so fast and like so they made out. they made they made it illegal because they couldn't control it because anybody can plant a seed and grow a plant so they couldn't control it so they warped everyone's mind into believing it was bad for you and they wouldn't let anybody do tests on it and anybody who was doing tests got told if they carried on they would lose a license and all funding because i was just going to say about the that and i was going to say about the alcohol that it's a massive massive strain on them like the nhs smoking yeah. and like sort of like um, people drinking too much alcohol people have died i've like known someone who's like died from drinking too much alcohol and i've seen alcohol poisoning where people are unconscious and they've got to be taken away is where all i've seen with like weed at parties is probably someone throwing up because they smoke too much or just falling asleep i've yeah. like, never read of anyone having a fight from cannabis which i'm sure it does happen but yeah 
not as much as alcohol and i find it weird how we can socially accept someone being sick in the street on a night out and finding it funny so to speak then someone just getting a bit stoned at home and just like having a sleep i think there's yeah, a stigma well, uh, attached and people say oh, i can't wait to get home for a drink and it's like some people say well i can't wait home to get a joint that's what i mean that i don't one's, drink at all yeah one's socially acceptable and one's not so what you just said about the testing of about the plant do you think it's more or less because there are a lot of studies saying cannabis can help this can cure this um especially the rick simpson oil um yeah. i think that could I, I think that cured someone of skin cancer they just kept rubbing it on and it just like went away it's good for um I don't know if you've seen that documentary where, like, the couple's got the young lad and he's having so many fits a day and, and on so much medication. Yeah, but I did. to giving him the oil, and then his like yeah. tablets went down from about thirty-six a day to maybe eight a day, something like that, and maybe yeah. a couple of fits a week. Now, yeah, it astounds me why this is sort of classed. I think it's class B in the UK, which is second from the top. So we're classing this drug that's never killed anyone that seems to be helping people and it's not for everyone we'll just point out it and it is not for everyone but we'll come to the bad points in a minute but no one seems to be willing to give it a chance it's got this stigma of laziness and scruffiness and dirtiness to it where the glamorizing drink and i think it's got a lot to do with maybe the pharmaceutical companies don't want this out because that links to what you were saying. Yeah. So we'll just touch on the bad points. Have you found it's any bad points for you smoking every every day? No. No bad points for me personally. I, obviously, I'm used to it, so I don't get sick or anything. It helps me sleep. I've got nothing but good things to say about it. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean it's not all good. People can get hooked. Can, people can, and that's the other thing. I, I'm not sure, but I'm thinking it's. I'm 98% sure it's not physically addictive in the way as alcohol and um, sugar is. Is no, I of, think what it is. Your body with that. needs it to function. It's not. It's got a very easy off cooling period where I've like known people who've smoked for years and they've literally come off it. And so the only thing they miss is it's just the habit of like doing it. So yeah. it's the same thing as giving up smoking, but it's addictive in a different way. Sorry, you were like speaking. I just cut you off. Sorry about that. Yeah, I, I think it's to do with the tobacco because I don't smoke. So I just smoke it pure. And so when I ain't got it, I don't crave it as much. I did used to smoke. Yes. And I don't. I don't like crave it as much as what now as what I did then when I did smoke. Yeah, that seems to be a more of a yeah where people smoke a joint and they put tobacco in with yeah. like cannabis. But if then you're still getting that bit of nicotine, that tar, and that addictive element to it. Um, yeah. But like I suppose a true stoner would smoke it pure. Uh, the yeah. reason if people don't know why they put um, tobacco with cannabis is just to make it burn a bit easier and a bit a bit smoother but i don't know i don't know what would be if 
if I had a choice, it's I would say. It's because the weed's grown different over here. Because it's illegal, they grow it commercially and they just rush it to get it out. If if cannabis is grown properly like it is in the States, it's got more flavour, it's smooth on your throat and you don't need the tobacco. Whereas the weed over here might be a bit crappy sometimes, so you'd need the weed. Dry, yeah. Yeah, so it smokes better. I mean, that's that's the thing you say, the growing process, that's just an art in itself from like sort of cracking the first seed open, then to growing your plant and to looking after it. And I'm like, I feel if I'm legalised it in like the UK or delegalised it, it would create so much money, so much tax. It would create that's so many amazing. jobs. It would create shop jobs. It would have growing jobs, rep jobs, company jobs. It would just be really good for the country but they're just holding back and i don't know why that's what i mean just beyond me so when you have a joint the like sort of common con- like conception is you'd just be out for the count for the day and you'd be like oh like man, how you doing and all monged out but tell us what it's like to be like smoking weed every day do you get mashed out your mind and just can't be asked to do anything or can you be productive on weed because there is two types of cannabis in there there's a sativa yeah, and there's an indica so yeah the sativa if we smoke sativa through the day then obviously that's more uplifting so you can still you've got energy you can still be bothered to do things and then you smoke your indica which is like your nighttime weed and that chills you out and relaxes you ready for bedtime to make sure you get a good night's sleep the indica is called couch lock weed in like isn't it because it like locks you to your couch because you, yeah. you can't be asked to move <laughs> and the sativa is the more productive one that helps you think and be more creative which yeah. um I mean, like the Beatles wrote some songs stoned. There's a lot of artists that still do things when stoned, and it's quite big in Hollywood. I know Brad Pitt's a massive stoner. Yeah. And I know Jack Black is. Um, and I know there's some quite famous bands that smoke weed as well. But that's all acceptable. But here again, it's completely yeah, so, different. So going back to your day as a stoner, what like, would be your typical amount? of weed you'd smoke in like one day and how would you go about would you wake up and like wake and bake like first thing you do would be like spark a joint up or would you have some breakfast or coffee sorry what i do is i get up obviously have a wash and that and then i'll have some rso with a cup of tea yeah and then i'll have a joint as well after that and then i just get on with my day and then just i just have a joint every few hours Every three, four hours. You can build a tolerance to weed, can't you? So, yeah. say if like someone who doesn't smoke weed that often would have a pure joint compared to say someone who smokes every day, I'd had a pure joint, smoked a, like a full joint. The one who doesn't smoke a lot would be out for the count, really, wouldn't they? Compared for the say professional joint, there's yeah, professional stoner. So. Would there be a point where you'd say, I am smoking too much weed, I'm spending a lot of money on this, and I'm not getting as high as I want to get, or get that feeling, and you'd instead of smoking £20 worth of weed to get high, you're now smoking £60 worth to get high, would you take a tolerance break, or have you ever took a tolerance break to sort of bring you back yeah. down? Yeah, I've done that. And how did you feel? Because 
if a how if for like an alcoholic stops drinking and then starts drinking, it's really bad for him. That's how I think that's how Amy Winehouse died. I think she just started and stopped. I yeah. think that was one of the major reasons for why she died. I'm sure it was that she just stopped drinking. Didn't come off yeah. and she just stopped, or it could be she stopped and went back. Anyway, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But unlike alcohol and tobacco, you don't get any physical symptoms. Do you, do you get any shaking, any like nastiness about you? Or how do you feel if you take that, when you take that tolerance break? And how long do you take that tolerance break for? Um, I take it for about four weeks. Four weeks? Um, that's, a fucking, that's a long time, a month. <laughs> yeah, because it brings yeah. it down and then you don't have to spend as much money again when you start smoking. <laughs> so within them first few days of giving up weed for 30 days, say, how do you feel? Do you feel bored? Do you feel like there's something missing? Do you Do you actually physically miss it, mentally miss it, or... Do you just say, yeah, well, oh, well, I've got it in a bit, so I can make do without? Well, obviously, it bothers me when I go out and that, and I ain't got it. Mm-hmm. Because of me anxiety and all that lot. Um, when I'm at home, I, I do think about it, but I sit and play on my Xbox and some things like that. So just take your mind off it, yeah. It. Yeah. Have, have you ever thought, because some parts of the US I think CBD is illegal and CBD is a part of the plant that is really good for you where THC is the um, is the one that gets you stoned these are like yeah, different THC parts is the psychoactive psychoactive is the word I was looking for is where the CBD yeah. if you got too high and you smoked pure CBD the CBD would bring down the high yeah it sorts your head right out yeah, so would you ever consider, because CBD is legal in this country, of getting a vape? So while you took that tolerance break, the CBD would cover your anxiety, but the only thing yeah. you wouldn't be getting that high feeling. Yeah. But again, yeah, CBD, I'd, I'd even if it's that. legal, it's expensive, isn't it, for what it, the cartridges? Yeah. yeah um... I don't know about the cartridges, but the flower, I think it goes for about, it's either 10, between 10 and like £12.50 on the gram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, even, and even though CBD's legal, it's still expensive. Yeah. So, and then it's also expensive depending on what strain of flower it is. Yeah, and the well. same... The same with them American strains. They're expensive. They're like £80 for an eighth. An eighth? I don't know. How like many grams are an 3.5 grams. There you go. You see, you're fucking good at fractions. I'm crap at fractions. And <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to weight. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably why. Yeah, that's probably a good way of learning. Like fractions <laughs> and like decimal points. Smoke weight. Yeah. Um, we were speaking about the dispensaries specifically in the US because the shops in Amsterdam, as far as I'm aware, last time I was there, um, the cakes they made wasn't actually from the oil. I think they did something different. I think they must have decarved their weed and put it in. But they said it 
there's yeah. no abstract. So in America, because you can sell your wax, your resin and things like that. Um, actually, before we get into this, just explain to people the different types, because like you've got shatter, you've got the waxes, you've got your oils. Just explain like sort of the difference between them all. Um, you've got shatter, which is basically just weed and two heat plates and you put it in and squash it and it's the oil that comes out you're extracting the oil out of the flour mm-hmm. and then that just basically sets and then that's your shatter that's and like a toffee thing isn't it, it it's like yeah. sort of really thin toffee yeah like, so and like your shatter how like would like you smoke oil. Your, yeah and how would you smoke that could you put that in cakes could you put it into a joint could you put it into a bong yeah you All could right, uh, not... put it in cakes. You could have it on a. You could dab it on an e nail. You can wipe it on your rizzler and put it in with your weed if you want in a joint. Right, it's not just specific, It's not just specifically for um dabbing then. No. No. What about a wax? Because you've got THC wax as well, aren't you? And how does that differ from from the shatter? Well, one of them is pressed out of uh, flour. Bud. And, oh, I've got it wrong, sorry. That's flour rosin where you press it out of the bud. Shatter is where they blast it with um, butane gas and that right. get it knocks all the trichomes off and then it drips through and then they purge the gas out of the fucking, the oil that come out of it, they purge that and then you're left with an oil at the bottom and that's shatter. Right, and then it's called shatter because it's brittle. Once it's dry and purged properly, it'll break like glass. It shatters. Right, and, and how do you smoke shatter? Shatter, you can you can do the same. You can put it in a joint, little bits of it in your joint, or you can stick them on the outside of your joint and then roll it in um, keef. Mm-hmm. Um, you can. Same again, you can put it in cakes, you just need to decarb it first and then you just put it in with your cake mixture when you're baking your cake. So it's quite versatile then? Yeah. And I found when I was in Amsterdam and I did it, um, I found in Amsterdam that when I ate a cake, it was a lot stronger than smoking. And And I've heard a lot of people on Reddit and these forums say, about it's a lot stronger when they like they eat it because it yeah, it's, yeah. and it's processed in a different way i think it's processed through your liver and it's a longer time to hit you so if you was to have a cake that's that's the big mistake that people do right it parties or if and if they make weird cakes apparently it's the biggest mistake is they have one and they expect it to come on like after a pint, yeah. drunk fast they don't realise it takes a few hours. So before, like, they know it, oh, like three or four cakes, <laughs> three or four cakes in an hour, and like they don't normally do it. And like that's why yeah. people freak out. Whitey, and all the whitey is, if people don't know, is the start to like become worried, have anxiety, panic attacks, and maybe be sick and just fall asleep. Yeah. Well, that's like the main thing. What's some your experience with like eating it? 
Yeah, it is. It does. You don't have to have as much, and obviously you have to wait because if you don't wait, you can guarantee you'll have another dose, and then it'll all kick in at once. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, like the day after, you're still looking. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, so which which way do you prefer? I'm like guessing you prefer the way you smoke it compared yeah, to weed smoke. I smoke joints mainly. And yeah. then I'll have bongs sometimes. A bong, that's just like a water. You like put it in, don't you? you and it's got a water filtration system in it, so to speak. The light, yeah. the smoke goes through the water. I'm just yeah, trying to explain it for but... people who don't know, and I've not explained it. Pre- like I've explained the <laughs> crap. You explain what a bong is, because you might know better than me. Um, you've got a down stem into a glass bowl full of water. And it just pulls the smoke through the glass stem into the water. It bubbles up and then you it comes up another pipe into your mouth. Yeah. And that's like sort of that's sort of another way, I'd say a good way of like doing it. Um because yeah. A it's being filtrated, so it's not as harsh. Um, but you again, unlike a joint, it's not just the cannabis you're like inhaling, it's the like grizzler paper as well. As where with the bong. You're just getting that pure cannabis. Yeah. So I want to talk about this oil that's come out, this Rick Simpson oil, because I've like read about, like I've like read a lot about it. Yeah. And um, apparently it's really good for like people with seizures, fits. It's it's good to calm people down, and it's apparently cured some sort of skin cancer. Um, what's your experience with it? Well. I've had it, but I've actually got, well, my girlfriend's got a friend and she's got fibre, I can't say it properly, fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia. Yeah, she's got that and she says she um, buys cannabis and that and she has edibles and she says it all helps her because it makes this where she can actually move about and that without getting pains all down the back and the legs. Yeah. Yeah, I've 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 like definitely heard that about fibromyalgia. You've got me saying it now, fibromyalgia. <laughs> I can't even say it. People know what, what we mean. Um, yeah. But there is a dark side to cannabis, along with like it being grown. You like see it all the time in papers. There's like busts of fucking grow houses, like sort of like everywhere. So again, it would save money on like these raids because the police would concentrate on more pressing things than someone growing a fucking plant and also it would take more drug dealers off the street and it would reduce crime like rates but for someone who's got mental health issues that don't know they've got mental health issues and they had because one of the big things people are worried about they're trying to get these super strains like but like super strains of weed that would knock your brain out and they're saying the stronger it is the more dangerous it is so I'd say a dark side of cannabis is would be if someone didn't know they would adverse to depression or anxiety or an underlying mental health condition and they had one of these super strong joints, that could bring that mental health on. Again, it won't cause the mental health issues, but it would make it worse. And as yeah. we said before, cannabis isn't for everyone. So again, it might serve a purpose to be legalised or decriminalised because then it could be monitored 
in a proper way instead of people doing it in secret. But as we see from Colorado, especially Colorado, because that's been going, and that was one of the main models in America when, like, like they did it there, and like they were making so much money that um, the federal banks wouldn't take their cash because it was federally illegal, but state legalized it. I'm not sure how it works. Yeah, over there, it's weird that and they were starting to get their own weed banks, but they but they said crime rates dropping, and we can get we can actually put money back into the community like playgrounds, and it all started to flourish. Yeah. But again, I'm not sure if they can federally do it now. I'm sure I'm sure there's a way. But what do you think on like sort of that? We've like spoke to the dark side, but I'm thinking if we delegalized it, not that we have the power to do it, but if we delegalized it, surely it would be safer and stop more. Yeah, and then they can control what's actually going into it as well if the legalize it whereas when it's illegal they can't control it because obviously it's illegal no and obviously they don't know who's growing it but um that's what i mean so it would save money on these time and busts it would get crime rate down i don't know how it would work in them like the uk um i would think it would work pretty well but i wouldn't say it's a gateway drug like people say it's a gateway drug to other things i think the gateway drug is alcohol because that's the first thing i tried and with them legalizing it in america apparently the younger generation don't want it as much because it's legal and they obviously want to do something that's naughty (laughs) i i have heard that i and i've also heard people that smoke cannabis have cut down on smoking cannabis because Part of smoking cannabis was that law of being a bit naughty, exactly what you've said. Yeah. So, yeah, and I just find I just find it strange how we're so like stuck up as a country. We're so behind. We're we're so uh, I don't know the word uppity. But Theresa May's husband owns a cannabis farm or he's got shares in a cannabis farm or something like that. That's and a medical it's a big exporter. Yeah. And it's like sort of it's like sort of not only that, apparently for like you blend it up, because like if like people didn't know if like you were at a cannabis plant, you wouldn't get stoned off it. It, no. it just doesn't work like that. You'd you'd have to decarb it. Um People drink it blended up. It's supposed to be quite good for you being like sort of blended up. But not only yeah. that, hemp, which is now I don't know, is that the female or the male plant hemp? Hemp is the male. Because Fem- yeah. female's the one that produces buds and gets you high. And the males male produce seeds and they make hemp like clothing and all sorts Rope. of stuff. Yeah, and it's and it's just and it's sustainable and i think in this day and age of people saying about climate change um i think something like that would be really good yeah really good because like again it like might give the farmers or it might give people a fresh opportunity to buy maybe a bit of land yeah start growing this hemp fashion labels might take part and i think it'd be good i think it would be good for the environment and if we legalized it we wouldn't have everyone walking around like zombies People don't see that in Amsterdam. 
people don't see that in America. People don't see it where it's delegalized or legalized anywhere else in like the world. In fact, they see the complete opposite that people find out it's just there and they can't be asked with it much. But it yeah. doesn't cause these things and crime rates are dropping and they found it's good. They've got more money to put back in the community. But most of all, it's helping people like you and with like Asperger's and mental health issues as well. Yeah. So what sure plans do you plan on carrying on smoking it? Or have you looked at another way of maybe thinking... I don't really want to smoke weed like this for the rest of my life. I don't want to be reliant on it. I'm going to try and get out of this habit and maybe. I like it, it because it helps me and I just need to get some idea and then I'm going to be applying for my medical card. And that basically means then if I get caught with weed and I'm walking down the street, I can show the police my medical card and they're less likely to arrest me because they know why I'm smoking it. Can them, can you can you actually get them in like the UK? Yeah. Medical cards, right? Yeah. It's just I've, I've but, not. They're backed by the police and the government. Right. So I could you sit on a park bench and just smoke a joint then if you've got one of these cards? Yeah. Or would it, you have got, to be it's, in... called, it's called a can card. If you, right. if you Google can card and then have a read up about it, they're quite good. Right, because I thought... Any, any, anybody can get one who's got a condition. There's a list on their website and it gives you a list of conditions and if you've got one, then you're eligible to apply. Right. And then basically, once you've got this card, you can walk down the street and it basically, it's like saying to the police, look, I'm smoking this because I've got this, so they're less likely to arrest you. Never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, quite no. That's that's like sort of something else they sort of should do, like get people to go into cafes. Maybe people who've got mental health get get like groups together. There's a lot of things and positives that have come out of cannabis. Yeah, people will get stoned and they will crash the cars, but they do that with drink. They do that while eating an egg sandwich. They do that speaking on the phone. I've never known cannabis and I've not heard a report and I've never read a report of anyone actually dying from smoking too much cannabis. That's no, not been it's never happened. Dipped or laced. Back in the eighties and nineties, when um and like early noughties, was it more resin when like you used to smoke it? Yeah, when I was growing up it was hash. Resin. So how's how's hash and resin made then? Well, back in the day, it was um, made from the male plant. I think what they do is they get all the keef off it, they dry the plant out, then they knock all the keef off it and then put a little bit of heat to it and push it and it uh, makes it into like a block. Oh, right. So that's the female plant, or did you say the male plant? Because is it the female plant that's got the buds, in, like insects? So yeah. It, it would be the female plant, and then the keefs, the little speckly dots, the crystals. Yeah. On like the board, into it. The more the crystals, the better the plant. Um, and then they would put it in like a puck, wouldn't they? They would screw it down in a yeah. vice, then put heat to it, then it would set it on like that. Yeah. Now that was bad back in. I think when I was in school in the nineties, I think some lads had some, and it, this stuff was called glinus, and apparently yeah. it was mixed with speed but dipped in acid. <laughs> I think you smoked it. I don't know how true it was, 
but back <laughs> then you were getting resin mixed with like mud, coffee, bits of plastic. Yeah, I remember I was, the plastic one. <laughs> yeah, so so it was like someone would like cut cocaine, say with like bits of flour, talcum powder, so like much of other drugs. People would do the same with resin, but resin's yeah. phased out now in like yeah. the UK. Why do you think resin's gone? And like sort of grass is back in and grass was hardly available back in the nineties. Yeah. Well so, it's, it's just starting to come back in, I think. And it's coming when it's I think it's more because of smoke in America it's starting to come back in. Right. I can't really hear you. Have you moved your microphone? No me um my thing fell out me one minute. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah me um, earbuds fell out me ear. Oh yeah, it's even crap them earbuds out the things sometimes. <laughs> so sometimes, so it's so it's get a bit of a it's all get a bit of a resurgence then, is it in uh, like the UK? Yeah, yeah, I think it's just starting to come back in now, and it's yeah. not cut with plastic anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> or dipped in acid or mixed with speed. Uh, <laughs> so, so we've been trying to do this podcast for a long time, and I just want to thank you for coming on. Yeah. Um, is there any advice to anyone that you'd give if they was thinking of trying weed, if they was unsure about it? Because, like, obviously for the last three years you've been quite in depth with it. You've smoked it right sort of every day, so obviously you know the the pluses and the downs. Um, I'd just say start off little and often. Little and often. <laughs> yeah. Instead of because if you have a lot, then you, obviously you just get sick, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, and also it it's like is cheaper than alcohol. It's and it's yeah. a lot cheaper than alcohol. I'm like, and it's better for you. Hell it's of a better lot. for you, and like the next day, from what I've heard, you do not get a weed over we'll call it instead of a hangover like weed over because i went yeah. out on saturday the other saturday i went out for a few pints you know how it is you go out somewhere and you go just off for two pints like seven pints in it was like oh i'm gonna have to go home and the next day i felt shocking my anxiety was up my depression was up i didn't know what i was dead restless my sleep pattern i woke up at 20 past one with stomach ache then i woke up about 20 past four, half past four, so I couldn't get back to sleep. And my whole day was fucked. And then I had seven pints and what, it was like, I was about 20, 30 quid down. And I just yeah. wasted an old day. As where, when I was in Amsterdam, say, and like I smoked a joint and like did some like um, vapes over there, I didn't spend half as much and I didn't feel shit at all. So it just, and it just boggles my mind. It boggles yeah. my mind. It's probably the weird day I didn't answer them. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't drink, because I don't like the hangover. No, well, I used to drink when I was younger. That's because you're getting older. It affects you more yeah. when you get older. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, I just, I just want to say thanks for coming on. Um, yeah. It's been enlightening. And, um, yeah, thanks again. Um, please yeah. follow, like, share. Um, have like, you got any websites or, like, anything you want to plug? Um, I don't know. Are you, on, are you on social media? Oh. 
Yeah, I've got a Instagram account. It's just Hey Big Mike, and it's Instagram. Right. I like you on Twitter at all. Is one red eye official? Right, but I will put it on in the like the description. So can you send me them through Messenger yeah, afterwards? Sweet, cool beans. Right, well I'm I like know you're busy tonight and like you have to shoot off. So um, a massive thanks again, and you're more than welcome to come on the podcast again anytime you like. Remember, it is a free speech, fully yeah. unedited podcast. So sometimes you will get people on that you fucking hate and won't like. So the simple thing to that is don't watch or listen to the podcast. Uh, and But if you want to come on the podcast, anyone who's welcome and we can talk about anything you want. So there you go. Be cool and chill, people. Be cool and chill. Right, right yeah. you take care, dude. All right, cheers for having me. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Bye.